Well, hello, hello, everybody. How you doing? This is your good old friend, Uncle Boo, baby, with some borderline Texas trash for you. I hope you're having a good day. Great day. But this is your friend and mine, Uncle Boo, baby, the most recognizable voice in the podcasting world today, guys. Mmm. Well, guys, I'd, uh, I appreciate um, all the reaching out to me about my nephew that passed away Friday. Yeah, he pet the he passed away Friday. Um, he's he's the one I was telling y'all that was been real sick and had the heart condition and had the it. I call it septic, but it's something else. It's some kind of infection he had. It's called sect sect or some. I don't know. Anyways. But, yeah, basically what got him was that blood clot, though. It was um, just hit him when he was playing a PlayStation with his friend, playing his wrestling, talking shit, and he just that blood clot broke loose in his heart. And Yeah, so I'm not going to be uh, doing a full-ass episode today. I'm going to cover uh, news like I always do. But me and Jared started trying to do a uh, wrestling podcast where we just talk about wrestling, you know, and uh, for adults, you know, because me and Jared like to cuss, uh, like to talk about the wrestling and the f bomb drop sometimes and stuff. So we was trying to make an adult like wrestling podcast. We had about uh, thirty episodes going, and uh, I'm gonna what I'm gonna do this stupid news, and I'm gonna play the last episode we did, and. Uh, Remembrance of Jared Moore, my uh, nephew, guys. So I am going to do the stupid news, but then I'm going to do that, and we can listen to that, and then I'll close the show out. I don't have a lot of rambling today, guys. I'm sorry. I don't have a lot of stuff, but it, it hit me like a ton of bricks because all I can keep fucking saying is, you know, he was just a fucking kid. He was 24, man. But um, if everybody could do me a real big favor... I'm going to pause for about 10 seconds, and um, we'll um, finish, uh, we'll get on with the show, guys, but uh, let's let's just do that real quick, uh, give him a little, give him a little peace of mind, let him know I love him, but um, we miss you, buddy, and uh, you'll be missed, ma'am. Okay, I think that was 10 minutes, I don't know, I was trying to keep it together, but it's fucking hard, I'm just a roller coaster, and see, that's what I mean about depression, people, I understand it totally, and my depression's really been kicking my ass this week, I've finally got into a routine of doing shit, and not just fucking being on the computer doing dumb shit, or playing the PlayStation, because I have to keep my mind busy, I have to have it thinking or I have to I have to do something where I'm using it or I'll just it's just fucking crazy man but I do want to say thank you to everybody who keeps listening and downloading and all that and thank you for the support from everybody it's 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 awesome and you guys are the best um but thank you everybody and uh yeah just yeah um anyways well, uh, going to do some stupid news now, and then after that, we'll do something else. All right, stupid news. We have a man in Virginia was involved in a high-speed car chase that ranged from 40 miles an hour to 100. And you're asking yourself, why the fuck is he starting out with something like this? This isn't stupid news. People have, you know, people run from the cops every day. Only reason I'm telling you about this one is because it's jackass. Was hyped up on some drugs. They didn't say what. But uh, he was uh, basically tripping, I guess, or uh, fucking high as hell on whatever he was on. And uh, he was uh, running from the cops. And when they pulled him over and stuff, he's, he was like, he thought, he said, well, I'm on drugs. And I, and I think I'm a time, a time what do you say, a time shifter or, or a time leaper or something like that. And he was trying to get back to some leap hole to go get his son. 
in a in a in the future or the past or something. I don't know. It is fucking crazy that story this guy came up with. Yeah. So another reason why kids don't do drugs. Just saying. Eh. eh. Uh, number two, Joey Chestnut wins the uh, annual 4th of July hot dog eating contest by 63. They didn't have the time limit down because I know they have a time limit. But yeah, Joey Chestnut said this motherfucker has been winning it for our, him and its Chinese guy are always dueling out. And it goes back and forth. So, But I don't see how people do that competition eating, man. I mean, just Jesus Christ, scarfing that much food. In your mouth, down your body at one time. It's just, it ain't, no way. I couldn't do it. All right, next one we got, Florida. See, Florida, you never fail, man. You never fail. Um, a woman in, excuse me, a woman in Florida brings the baby to the prison, which isn't nothing uh, out of the ordinary, but she had the baby's diaper with drugs in it. The car seat had drugs in it. And she had drugs in the uh, diaper bag. Yeah. I mean, another fucking stupid, stupid thing to do. Uh. All right. Well, then in Australia, they're having the first annual mullet uh, competition. And you can do it online. I didn't get the information on where, you know, to do it, but I'm pretty sure if you look it up, you could find it. But Australia is holding the first online mullet contest to see who is the best, has the best mullet in the world, I guess, because it wouldn't be Australia if they're doing it online because you reach the whole world online. So if you get a mullet and you think it's pretty fucking cool, I say go over to, uh, the Australia plays forever and uh, join the contest. See how your do is. <laughs> and our last one. A man at Chili's was overpaid fucking big time. Big time. Well, he uh, when he got overpaid, he was uh, got home and he's like, Oh, shoot, boss, I just noticed my check. You way overpaid me. And uh, he was like, Oh, okay, just bring it. He said... Uh, he said He'd bring it back up in the morning, you know, and get his real check. I mean, that was a real check because he, uh, instead of going back to the Chili's and uh, returning the check, he went ahead and cashed that son of a bitch and just, he's gone. Ain't nobody found him, heard nor high nor hair of him. Yeah, they paid him, uh, overpaid him tremendously, and that motherfucker took the loot and ran, which I can't sit here and say I'd be, you know... Honest Abe and do the right thing, but my guilty conscience would get a hold of me, and I knew I knew it'd be wrong. Eventually, I'd be like, "Oh man," but I don't know though. But whew. so, yeah, they're uh, on the lookout for him. So if you see a rich guy that says he used to work at Chili's, that's the guy. Uh, well, that's it for the news for today. That was five of the stories. Well, guys, like I said, next now I'm going to uh, play the um, last episode that me and Jerry did. And I hope you guys enjoy. If you, I know you, a lot of y'all don't know about wrestling. Don't give a shit. That's fine. Only reason I'm doing this is because my nephew passed and we was really close. And I'm doing it in honor of him. Kind of like a tribute, I guess. But I hope you guys enjoy it. Now I'll uh, see you on the other side. Bye. Well, welcome back, everybody. We are in here in the booth, and you are lucky and gracious enough to be in another fantastic installment of Wrestling in the Booth with your two favorite wrestling nerds, Steven and Jared. And we got a lot of talk to about, talk about, you know, a lot of things have been going on. WrestleMania, what is it, 38 is coming Yeah, up? and we haven't put a podcast or done anything for about a month, month and a half, so... Got a lot to cover, so we're gonna be shooting from our hip today, man. A lot of happenings going on. We're just gonna be flying and skying, baby, because we're coming in on a silver saddle, baby. Mm-mm. To start off with, we do have a little bit of unfortunate, sad news. I'm sure yeah. most of you have heard. One of the biggest legends, and definitely somebody who shaped wrestling in the '90s and made it what it is today, has passed away. Mr. Scott Hall, rest in peace to him. Yeah, the man. He did. I mean. 
it was one thing because see i didn't like i said i grew up in the territory days so i didn't see him in the awa we didn't get to see that stuff up north you know so i didn't get to see him then when i'd seen him in the come in as razor ramon i'm like man who is this guy and then as the internet got bigger i started being like oh okay I know it's weird seeing him in those days when he's like buffered in hell and had that yes. Tom Selleck mustache. And then he goes to uh, WWE and he's tanned and thinner, but he's still muscular. But dude, what really, when I really fell in love with him was the NWO days. Because back then, you could get away with the shit they did. Because back then, they didn't tell you when someone was released or was leaving. They just did it. You know, and when the NWO formed with him, he it was awesome because I was a young man at that time. And it was awesome, dude. We'd be going to construction sites and you could hear people talking about fucking the wrestling war. Well, and of course, the NWO really helped make being bad cool. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, man. Scott Hall did a lot for the uh, wrestling. And they said, everybody says he was just so smart of the game. Yeah, because he'd be backstage helping people figure shit out even when oh, he was yeah. wrestling. It's just like the Sting gimmick. I didn't know that it came from Scott Hall. Because when Sting was wanting to change, but he didn't know what to do or what to add or anything, and Scott Hall's like, hey, man, have you seen that movie, The Crow? And he's like, no. And he says, watch it. Here's what the story's about. Maybe you should use that character, and I'll be a son of a bitch. He pulled it off fucking good. Yeah, man, he was one, another one of those, you know, one of my idols. Maybe, you know, he was a little bit before my time, but then I grew up still watching him. Yeah, you know, God, looking him up yeah. on the internet and stuff because he was so fucking cool. God, hope I could awesome. have met him someday, man. I'll meet I'll, I'll meet him in the gates of heaven one day, Chico. But yeah, I wish sad. that was one guy. I wish my son could have met in person because that's what he loved. He goes, dude, you don't know how it is to have a four, five, six-year-old come up to you and go, "Oh my God, Scott Hall," and hold up the NWO sign <clears throat> and be like, "Dude, you weren't even thought of when I was wrestling." You know, it's because of people like me turning their kids on to it. And that meant a lot to him, people say. He just thought that was so awesome. Well, and you know, he's he's a pretty inspirational guy. Like I said, he didn't really, he, he didn't he had a mind for the business and didn't really have to try to help or do any of the shit he did. And he still did it just because yeah. he liked wrestling. And then, you know, I don't want to get too much into his personal issues and sound disrespectful. But as a guy that fucking awesome in a world where you kind of, can't really slow down and smell the roses. Yeah. You think it'd be damn near impossible to get out of a situation like that. And then you got a dude like Scott Hall, who unfortunately ended up taking a dude's life when he was younger and then getting into the hectic schedule of wrestling. Yeah. Having all those problems, being able to beat him and get over it. It's like, man, if that guy can do it, what the hell can I do? Yeah. What's sad is how he went out. Oh God. Cause yeah. Didn't they say he fell and broke his hip and laid there for like three days? Yeah. I mean, that would suck. See, that's what scares me about getting old, breaking a fucking hip or something. I'm 45. I know I shouldn't think about that, but God dang, Scott Hall was only 63. Yeah. Well, and it runs in our family. We have a great uncle who fell and broke his hip like that, and that's how it killed him. Yeah. It's crazy to think about how little things like that can hurt you so bad, especially as like rough as like, like yeah. you were when you are younger. Well, they say when you're uh, older like that and you break something that massive in, in uh uh big it's hard to uh come back from because your body isn't the same like when you was in your 20s so yeah it's pretty not cool man i'm not gonna lie i'm a grown-ass man and there's been two times i cried when a wrestler passed away it was fucking uh rowdy piper and fucking scott hall Joe, if everybody could show the bad guys some love, look up some of his old matches. I know I've I, obviously the WrestleMania 10 ladder match. I watched that. Oh, God, yeah. That one's awesome. Uh, him and Sting, what was it, sold out? Yeah. For People the WWE World that. Championship? That one's yeah. a damn good match. And then, like I said, like we were talking earlier, folks, if you haven't seen him in his days before freaking De Razor Ramon, or hell, even before Diamond Stud and WCW, go look up some yeah. of his older stuff. It's kind of a cool watch. Yep. He was a fucking damn good guy, man. I mean, I swear I remember watching. Because I'm not lying. Me and my friends would go to a certain... We had a certain house of flirting friends of mine here in Mineral Wells. <clears throat> Matter of fact, it was... Uh, Did you pause it? No, nah, it's still going because that. It just... <laughs> that part freezes sometimes. Sorry about that, folks. Technical difficulties. But, uh... 
anyways, uh, I used to go over, and it's my best friend, and uh, ended up being my uh, second wife. It was his wife, Jackie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'd go over there, and we deliberately would have two TVs going. One room was WCW, one room was uh, WWE, and I'd go back and forth, back and forth. And I remember, because when it happened, the people in the WCW room was like, holy shit, get in here, Razor Ramon's on fucking Nitro. And I was like, what? Jumping the guardrail and beating people's ass. Yes. Man, that was so fucking awesome. I mean, I dude, I got, my cocky, realism I got my cockiness nowadays. and my arrogantness from him. He's so damn, I mean, damn, dude, just... Chewing on a fucking toothpick. Yeah. And flicking it at people is the coldest thing I've ever seen, dude. Yeah. Like, I honestly don't think there's anyone else could exude that much coolness, even if they tried. Yeah. I mean, you had guys that were, like, acceptable and people loved, but you never had nobody who was just all around cool like him. Like, even, like, Triple H, in my opinion, one of the coolest wrestlers ever. He looks cool as fuck. I like his... You know, his gimmick and his gear and stuff. Not even close to Scott Hall. Like, dude, yeah, just his everything coolness. he does is makes you like, damn, I want to do that. Yeah. I mean, he was very fucking awesome. So, yeah, we just want to give our uh, shouts out to him and his family. And, man, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. I mean, to Kevin Nash and X-Pac and all you guys and Triple H. And, of course, Sean. You know, y'all. Our thoughts and prayers close. are with you. We know you lost a brother. Yeah. So, we will... Uh, Say, uh, sorry, guys, it sucks. It really does. But on yeah. to some more positive news, we have a, a very exciting jumping ship moment as a little birdie named Jeff Hardy has a AEW'd in debut, yeah. debuted in AEW a couple weeks ago. That was pretty cool. And it's funny how people was fucking giving him shit. Because he was they, dancing while yeah, his brother was getting beat up. They showed this meme of him getting beat up, and then Jeff's like... <laughs> <laughs> but he still came in and cleaned house. They had their first match, and it was it was pretty good. Yeah, I know. I thought he'd be taking it easy because he's no. getting older and his back hurts, and then you see him jump off a fucking balcony. Yeah, he's doing that. He did that the other night. I was like, holy shit. Did so. you see the look on Darby Allen's face when he showed up, though? Yeah. It's like his long-lost dad was back from getting smoked. I know. He was like, daddy? And Jeff had that look like, are you my son? <laughs> Honestly, though, guys, and I'm biased. I'm going to say it. I'm biased because, obviously, Jeff Hardy's like my all-time favorite wrestler. You can ask this guy. Oh, yeah. Darby Allen's awesome, but he's never going to be Jeff Hardy. Yeah. It's just not the same. Yes, yes, that's very true. But, I mean, fuck, nobody's really got that kind of daredevil charisma like Darby no, does now. nobody really does. I mean, And for a dude as fucking small as he is, he kind of makes you forget it most of the time. Yeah. Like, you don't ever really remember that he's fucking, like, two feet tall. Yeah. And then you and see him next to a bigger guy, and yeah. you're like, damn. Well, heck, it's just like I first seen him on that uh, thing that Vice did. That thing about some kind of the wrestlers. They was following some wrestlers, and he was one of them. Yeah, they showed him in a, how he got started in Seattle and all that, and he moved to Florida for his career, and then he got signed on with AEW. I was like, man, that's pretty cool. I know. Think about all the guys who... Probably wouldn't have been able to make a very big living unless they went to WWE and did stupid shit that are now like carving out their own niches and their own styles yeah. in a different company. That's why, like, folks, even if you don't like everything about AEW, there's something there you're going to like, and it's fucking different. That's what's awesome. Yeah, because this generation, all they know is WWE style. That's all they've seen. That's all that's been out there. You can go look on YouTube all you want at old stuff, but it's what's in front of you now that, that you know. And they got the grungier production. Shit, dude, they've got blood. <laughs> yeah, because see, they're so, Vince and them are so uh, corporation now, such a corporation that uh, they don't hardly bleed or anything anymore. They got I guidelines guess the sponsors, to follow. They can't. Yeah, it's just nuts. And it's crazy how it's gone from pretty much, okay, man, you got this match with this person, y'all lay it out. And then, uh, okay, here's your promo. Hit these three spots. To you having a lot of free reign and now yeah. by the time you get there you're told when to piss how to piss when you hit the curtain what to do when you're going down the ramp what moves to tell I mean so you gotta memorize a movie script yes it's fucking see and that's what scares me it seems like they keep that the, the uh, WWE keeps pushing out 
anybody with any wrestling experience or knowledge. Or that's a good fucking wrestler. Yeah, and it's like they're they're just pushing to, to Hollywood more. They want to make it look more more blitzy, more lights, more smoke, more big stage. Well, what's weird about it is the best business they've ever done is stuff that's been able to feel real. Even in the last couple of years, like when Dolph Ziggler was going to leave, uh, his contract was coming up and everyone thought he might, you know, everyone thought he might be leaving. And then they do that storyline where he's facing Miz for the Intercontinental Championship and if he loses, he's gone. People, we bought into that, and that was a damn good match. And what was that, 2016 or 17? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, kayfabe might be dead, but you give us something we can sink our teeth into, and yes. we still do. We you don't believe me, it. folks, and go watch the fucking program between MJF and CM Punk. Oh, God. Holy shit. Man, that collar match was fucking awesome. I mean, that was awesome. See, that's one thing I like about AEW. You won't ever see a dog collar match in the uh, WWE. Or if you, you know. do, it'll be done stupidly. But, man, that's one thing me and my nephew was talking about because he didn't grow up in the time when I did watching wrestling. And we was talking about how times have changed so much and some of the shit people used to do on their wrestling shows. Back then, that was acceptable. And you're like, oh, my God. Even back then when they pushed the line, you thought they was going to be cut off the air. I know. It's like people complain all the time they want the Attitude Era back, but then if they gave us the Attitude Era, they'd be canceled in five minutes. Oh, God, yes. They wouldn't even get the first match. I mean, Jesus, because within five minutes of that show when it said, Welcome to Monday Night Raw or Monday Night Raw. Oh, my God. Especially Raw, because Raw was Raw got to where they was really pushing it. Fucking... <laughs> Like they bring bring the Godfather gimmick back. Oh God, that, selling hoes on TV. Yeah, or that, or uh, McMahon gets up there and makes Trish Stratus get naked again, just in her bra and panties, and then get on all fours and bark. That was fucked, dude. I thought they was like, oh, I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, I know, right? I was like, they're gonna be canceled for sure. They, it was weird. They pushed that line and kind of dangled their foot over, like, we're gonna cross it, nah. But it was well, and I mean, I honestly wouldn't want Jerry Springer wrestling to come back. Like, I don't no. want to see any of the fucking ladies doing brawn panties matches. They're too damn good at wrestling. Like, who honestly listen to this is gonna pay to see Becky fucking Lynch and Charlotte or Rhea Ripley get naked in a ring? Fuck no. I mean, they're hot as fuck, but yeah, those women tear the fucking house down. I want to see them wrestle. Yeah, because that's mainly why you had your nineties, like Sable and stuff, was in there because of her looks. She was just, you know. Some eye candy. So thank yeah, God they eventually got rid of that damn butterfly championship belt for the girls. Yeah, that was, see, that's another thing. I mean, this shit that they did, you know, people would gripe about today, and that's what, I'm like you. People want the attitude era back, but I guarantee, like when Stone Cold said, "You thump your Bibles and say your prayers, and where that get you? Nowhere." He couldn't say that shit today, you know. Like Triple H telling that chick in the crowd, hey, show your tits. Oh, that God. wouldn't fly today. I mean, them cross, pointing at their crotch and saying, suck it, that wouldn't fly. Like that fucking rap group on AW that like gets in trouble every week for saying something. Oh, God, offensive. yeah. They got in trouble because they, they, one time they said something offensive about some girl's snatch smelling like fish. <laughs> I mean, it's just the society we're in. You know, it's just like me. I got a call that my kid was playing football during recess, and he was talking trash, and they knocked a, a pass down or something, and he, you know, did a good job. So he told the kid, that's trash, stupid. Woo! And he got uh, called to the principal's office for saying that. It's so dumb, dude. When I was his agent in school, my coaches would cuss at us more than that. Dude, they would actually cuss. If you go to a basketball game, high school basketball, football, anything, them kids are out there. Get the fuck out of my way. Oh, yeah, I'm going to fuck you. I mean, yeah. I mean, I understand about hurting people's feelings, but come on, man. You can't be that much of pushovers. I feel like people don't even actually get that offended. They just want something to complain about so they feel better about themselves. Yeah. Oh, my God. And especially when a. DX did the uh, imitation of uh, Nation oh, of Domination. God, yes, fucking coming out in blackface and shit. Yes, that shit wouldn't have flown at all. The other day, the croc was in the bathroom. <laughs> so, we were talking about championship belts earlier, and I kind of wanted to get your opinion on something. 
What's up with AEW not making? I mean, great. I'm not complaining like title design wise because they look great. But what the hell is up with AEW not being able to make up their mind on their women's championship? I don't know because now it kind of looks like the men's. It's kind of bigger and bulkier. It looked a little bit, reminded me like a overly version of the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. Well, it kind of reminded me, it reminds me of the older belts that you'd see in the 70s when everybody was kind of going to that bigger, bulkier kind of look. Well, and I like it. It looks great. It looks. It reminds me of the Mid-Atlantic titles. It looks great, but then they, isn't that the third one they brought in? Yeah. Because they had that little bitty one, and then a little bit after Britt Baker won the Women's Championship, they gave her the bigger version. Yeah. And then they gave her that one in Thunder Rosa Beater, which, speaking of that, shout out Thunder Rosa. Our girls finally AEW Women's Champion. We knew it was going to happen eventually. Yeah. What's up, Stephanie? Uh, he's uh, he was running around somewhere. No, I don't. Is he still outside? Go look outside. I don't think he came in. Yeah, the animals in this family are ninjas, folks. Yeah, they know how to escape. We got this inside-outside cat, and he loves running around. So yeah, but man, it's I, I'm gonna bitch a little bit, you know, like an old man. But here's what ticks me off. I'm not saying Adam Cole's not worthy. But he comes in, and it seems like just because he's buddies, buddies with the Young Bucks, he's getting a push for title matches like crazy. Why? There's more people than just him that are worthy for it. Why put him and try to get him in shop for it all of a sudden? That's To me, that's effed up. This motherfucker was with a different company. So he wasn't one of your originals. You should take care of your originals, man. I do like that storyline they're doing where it seems like he's going to start trying to take over the elite. Oh, yeah. that I do love that story. And they keep hitting around when Omega comes back. Yeah, that ought to be pretty interesting. I think that's going to really get it. But I am excited about the fucking FTR and the Briscoes finally getting to fucking do it. FTR versus the Briscoes, uh, Ring of Honor, WrestleMania weekend, Tag Team Championship. It's going to be great. I'm so pumped. Is God. there a fucking any wrestler you've ever seen in the modern era that just exudes more 80s than those two? Man, I swear, fucking the Baldwin, he reminds me of an Iron Anderson. How he's set up and how he's just kind of short and stocky, just like Iron Anderson. They damn near, they damn sure work like him too. And they're tough sons of bitches. Okay, so I remember what their names were in WWE. Because the bald one was uh, fucking, well, fuck, now that I'm saying it, I can't. They were fucking, goddamn. They were Dax and Cash. Or is that who they are now? That's who they are now. Isn't Dax a bald one? I think so. And then Cash Wheeler's the other dude. Well, Cash is a... I mean, they're both great, but they're tough motherfuckers. Remember when that fan jumped the guardrail and tackled Bret Hart at the Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah. He fucking... They Did them. you see yeah. that shot Cash got on him? Fucked him up. Yeah, he got his ass good. And that's what's cool about them. It's like if, if they face a team you don't like or that you think does dumb stuff, those guys are big and bad enough that they can exude their fucking will on somebody. What pissed me off is how AEW brought them in Gave them the belts for a little bit. And then they fight the Young Bucks. Young Bucks win. Okay. Psh. What the fuck? That was such bullshit. And they don't fucking use them good. I mean, I know they're heels, but y'all got them losing all the fucking time. Especially as a younger company that needs to establish its tag division. That's probably other. I mean, maybe the Young Bucks, you could say, are more solid. <laughs> How long they've been teaming around the world. But can you think of a more solid, reliable, just can get it done? Each and every night, team that yeah. AEW has signed that does that better than the fucking FTR. Dude, they're awesome. That's what ticks me off is, I don't care what you say, people are going to get mad about what I say, but hey, it's just my opinion. I'm not a big Young Bucks fan. They came in with all this hype, and I never watched them, and now I've seen them, and I'm like, I'm sorry, how can you say they're the best in the world? FTR, to me, is the best because they look the best, and they perform the best, and they don't have to have. I know there's spots, and I know yeah, people the get their like shit Yeah, competitive in. or like brawls, not just spot fest. Yes, I get tired of this spot fest, guys. Come on, let's wrestle a little bit. Jesus, not every move's going to be flying off the turnbuckle, flying off the rope, flying a you Especially know. Especially when they just do spot after spot after spot after spot, and they keep kicking out. 
Yeah. Or not selling them. Like, fuck, what was that one match? One of the young bucks took a Canadian destroyer off a fucking ladder yeah. through a table and, and was out. moving around later that night. And that's what I don't get. It's like they keep kicking out of more and more extreme moves. When are you going to stop? You keep setting the bar higher and higher, and then and pretty soon you're going to hit the top and be like, oh, fuck. Well, and the one thing I've been noticing, and it's not just AEW, it's not just WWE, though I do feel like it is more in WWE. It's like they can't build tension and drama in the match with, like, moves or, like, you know, like a secret or, like, something happening. And so, like, all they can do is hit their finishers. Like, as the match building, oh, my God, finisher. No, he kicked out. Yeah. By the time the match is over, there's been seven or eight of them. Yeah, that's I'm really getting fucking tired of that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Especially when it's, like, a match against Brock Lesnar. Like, how is it supposed to be impressive? You just pick him up, RKO, oh God, pick him up, another one, yeah. a fourth one, a fifth one. It's not a fucking match. You're just doing a move over and over, and it's stupid. Well, it's just like, it's getting so bad now. Now when a bunch of guys clump up together because they do it so much, you know what's going to happen. Anytime two or more people come down to the ramp in a group, you know what's going to happen. One guy is going to jump over the top and take all 20 of them down. I like no. those spots where the dudes, like, it looks like they're setting that up and they go to jump or something, you know, and everyone gets ready to catch them and they'll just stop and not actually do it. Yeah. Or, like, that fake that Samoa Joe does, like, if someone will jump at him, he'll just, like, turn around, like, <laughs> let him fall on their fucking face. Yeah. I wonder what he's up to. Because WWE's I don't know. dumbasses let him go again. Exactly. And, man, I just want to say it sucks. I, man, I bet you it sucks for Triple H right now. A lot of people are wondering, you know, because they're like, he was a fucking healthy dude. He wasn't one of the guys that partied and went out drinking all the time. And he uh, has heart problems and he'll never fucking wrestle again. And he was one of the cleanest dudes. But a lot of people are thinking and wondering if it was his stress from the job. That, yeah, and I, it's got to be that. And then, like, like undiagnosed until it was too late. He yeah. had to started getting sick and just didn't notice. I bet you he started getting sick when Vince came in. It's like, you're not running it anymore. I am, and we're changing everything. Oh, I know. And then it ended up not being that good. But there is some good shit on the new one. Like, one wrestler you guys definitely have to check out. He is Rick Steiner's son. His name's Braun Breaker. That kid has got Dude. some awesome intensity. He's fucking great. He's huge, man, but he is awesome. I love the way he screams his promos like fucking Steiner. Yeah. He's good. God, I like watching him. But like I said, I ain't been watching NXT much because it's fucking hard to watch. Well, and it doesn't make it any better when they move the guys to the main roster. They just fucking ruined Pete Dunne and named him oh, God. Butch. It's Butch. Well, how does everybody feel about old Stone Cold coming? How, what does everybody think about Kevin Owens making fun of him on a Raw? That was funnier than hell. That was pretty good. But, man, did you see that crowd when that music hit? Before they realized it wasn't Stone yeah. Cold? Oh, yeah. Dude. So here's what's really confusing me. And I figured he wouldn't be wrestling anyways. I don't want him to. But they're really saying it like he's coming. Like, they push it like he's coming to wrestle. Stone Cold's coming out of retirement. He's going to be at WrestleMania on the Kevin Owens show. Yeah. And then, like, he does an interview and he's like, yeah, man, I'm really hyped for my return. This is the best, you know, in-ring shape I've been in since I retired. And I hope yeah. I can prove it right on the talk show. Like, why are you building it up all this way to make it sound like you're going to wrestle? And then you come into a talk show. Yeah. Like, I get that you can't wrestle probably because of his neck and shit. Yeah. So you don't need to come out and say you're going to wrestle if you're not. I think they're doing it because, like I said, last I heard, they only have sold 50,000 tickets on each night. And that's a $100,000 fucking venue. I mean, a 100-seat venue. Well, and I mean, yeah. like we were talking earlier, one of the main things that'll make it hard to decide which night to buy is you can't really, you don't fucking know which matches are on what card yeah. until the day of. I think they fucked them doing it both nights. I know they're looking at it from a business point of view, more money. But if you don't sell them out both nights and you fucking are... Even a three quarters full. That's only seventy five thousand. Both. Imagine nights. how much they gotta fucking pay to fucking re rent a place like that out two nights in a row. Yeah. 
I don't know. Somebody did say, though, that um, they believe when you rent them out, it's not for like just that Sunday. You get it for that weekend. Nothing else comes in, hmm. especially something like WrestleMania because the production's so big. So they come in that week, start getting ready for it, and then Thursday and Friday when the building's theirs, they start bringing in the big shit. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because think it takes about them a couple it. Days to set look it up. at look at the big WrestleMania setup now and how big it is. It's fucking insane. Yeah. One thing I always thought would be kind of cool. So Tony Khan owns that fucking stadium, the Jaguar Stadium or oh, whatever. Oh yeah. And they do work. I'm not just talking about Ring of Honor because obviously they own them now, or he does. But they do work with so many other companies. Wouldn't it be cool if they tried to do a big event there? Man, they should. Because if they don't sell it out completely, it's not going to bankrupt them. They fucking own the building. Own it, yeah. Because, I mean, they won't lose any money. And if you do a promotional event with three or four other companies, yeah. you might not fill out a fucking 150,000-seat arena, but getting 50, 60, 70,000 people oh my God, yeah. in a big old venue like that to see you know all those companies come together, that'd be awesome. Well, yeah, because you would have like AEW... Ring of Honor, and I know you could get uh, New Japan in. And Impact, and they're, yeah, they're, uh, Impact. they're working with a good few uh, Japanese companies. Yeah. Because they just announced a partnership with another one. That's what's really cool, for, in my opinion, that they're working with other companies and shit. Yeah. See, that's what's cool about AEW, letting them guys still go do other shit. Because, like, some of them, you'll, like, Christian, you know, he's wrestling on AEW, then you can see him on Impact. Yeah. Or you'll see this guy in AEW, and then you'll see him go to fucking New Japan, like John Moxley. And oh, Yeah. Keeps so. them and keeps them fresh too. Yeah, because you gotta understand people now. It's not like it was back in the day when you wrestled. You could actually have a full time job as an amateur doing it before you made it big. You know, so you could be a full time job. But now they only get to wrestle on the weekends because territories are gone. So they don't get to wrestle every night. And there's not too many companies that have the infrastructure to run like that or the ones that do exist, they can't hire everybody. Yeah, and two, it'd be kind of hard to get kid get people to come to a wrestling event on a Monday or something nowadays, especially if you was a, if it was like a small time town, small time deal. Because I've noticed that there's a lot of the small time independent companies that just do it on the weekends. They don't really do any night uh, day, uh, week shows. But yeah, it's really cool <laughs> seeing them go to those littler ones and work with them and stuff. Yeah. You know, again, this Thunder Rosa is one of our favorites. And oh, she is my uh, future ex-wife. <laughs> and current AW Women's World Champion. <coughs> that really cage cool match was it. awesome. I know, dude. I need to see the thing in full. Could you imagine her going to work in other companies and like a Ric Flair-esque role? You know what I mean? Oh, God. That'd Shows be up as a fucking veteran who knows what she's doing and just helps get the word out and fucking yeah. works with the top lady there. That would be cool. Definitely help get some, and, and, and it would also help them get more ladies ready to eventually come to AEW. Yeah. Because that's one thing you do have to give to WWE. They got the women's division in wrestling on lockdown yes. damn near. Oh, yeah, they do. What do you think about old Ronda Rousey Blech. and her farting at WrestleMania? Boo. Haven't they, have they felt before? Uh, Her, Becky, and Charlotte were in a triple threat a couple years ago. Okay. But of course, fucking Rhonda comes in expecting it to be easy and everyone make her look badass. And then the fans were starting to get tired of her whining all the fucking time and they started booing her in her hometown, that Survivor Series against Charlotte. And I guess since then she's been bitter towards the fans. Like, how dare you not cheer me for what I am? Nah. So she's supposed to come back as a good guy, but she don't fucking like any of them and she's mad. What a bitch. I don't like her. She's only there because they pay her enough. Yeah. And then she's going to go wrestle Charlotte and whine and cry. See, I was surprised they good. brought her back after all that shit she talked on uh, social media. Remember that? You know? That really pissed me off because it of did who me the too. fuck gave her her name. Yeah. You know, Roddy Piper spinning in his grave just fucking going, what the hell? The shit. Go, to, go dig that motherfucker up and tell him it was fake. Yeah. Go tell him that shit. I mean, God. But that's just it, though. I mean, that's what me and him were talking about. There's certain stuff that would never, ever happen again. It's just like when I was listening to uh, Kevin's show, and they was talking, and he said, you're never going to get 
the numbers that they got in the wars because they was getting what five point six six point like each yeah each he goes you're never like he 10 goes million people yeah he goes you figure there was yeah like you said ten million people a week watching wrestling he goes you're never gonna see that again you're never gonna see them numbers again because of the internet and how people wanted to see so much backstage and now no you can't believe in it anymore yeah and people are such titty babies. They give you something you can believe in. You get offended and whine and make them stop. Oh, my God. I know. That's why, like, dude, I'm not saying rush them into the world championship too soon, but MJF needs some gold. Exactly. That's what pisses me off. He needs something. And that's another one you do. Like, again, but Adam Cole comes in because he's a fucking Young Bucks buddy in Kenny Omega's. And I'm sorry, guys. He's a good wrestler, but he needs to put some fucking meat on his bones. He's getting... Skinnier, it looks like. But go His ahead size is also deceptive. Like he he looks like really tiny, and he's a smaller guy. But then he was like standing next to Brian Danielson the other day, and they're around the same size. Obviously, Danielson's more cut and yeah. way leaner. But it's like they're, he's he's short, but he's not as short as you really think he is. But no, that's what I was gonna say. Um, one of the things AEW has done very well, they have built a shit ton of young fucking stars. They have. I mean, damn, you got Pillman Jr., you got MJF, you got Wardlow, you got Darby, Hangman. you got fucking Hangman, you got Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida, fucking, they really built Thunder Rosa. Like, they've got oh, a God, lot of yeah. people they're building on. Yeah, uh, It's and... a work in progress still, but they're working on it with Jade Cargill, and I think she can de- she'll definitely be something. That woman is fucking stacked. Dude, she's, I'm sorry. For a muscular woman, I think she's fucking hot. She's fucking sexy. Sorry if I pissed your husband off, but hey. She's in such good shape, I feel like that woman could run a goddamn five-mile marathon in two seconds. Yes, she's fucking cut and just, Jesus. I mean, I've seen some fit women, but I honestly don't think I've seen a woman with an impressive physique I like feel that like before. an old man. I've seen some fit women in my time. <laughs> but yeah, she's definitely cut. It would be kind of cool, even though WWE would never let her go because she's like the backbone of that company. All the fucking matches that Charlotte could have with all the ladies that, are like, that aren't in WWE that are good wrestlers, Dude, holy shit. If she went to the AEW and started helping out the women's division more, oh, dude. Dude. Imagine what the fucking ladies there that they're trying to teach could learn just from wrestling her. Yeah. I mean, man. And then you could tell her, if you show us this is working out, we'll let you run the women's division. Yeah, like give her the belt and a strong one, and then I would definitely build, take a good three, four months and build a good feud slash match between her and Britt. Dude, Britt Baker fucking beats Charlotte in a good-ass feud in AEW. That'd be like one of the last things she needs to really get over the top. You know what I mean? Like I said, I love her to death. She's fucking talented and very beautiful and sexy. She's very, she's a good athlete. I just don't like the fact that she's got to use her dad's gimmick. She can drop the wooing and all this and just, she's good at being an evil bitch. She needs to stop the Ric Flair stuff and just be an evil, rich bitch. Because she's got that down. And I'm not going to lie, again, I'm biased. She's one of my favorite wrestlers ever. D- damn sure currently, but when she woos, it's atrocious. Nobody can woo like Rick. Yes. I grew just up don't watching try, Rick. Just don't I just, it. I just can't. I just don't like her doing it. Anybody, anybody copying it, it just don't sound right. Yeah. Even his own daughter, it just, it ain't got the same cockiness that Flair yeah. does. Yeah. I love it when he would start a promo out laughing. <laughs> you see, Ricky Steamboat, these little teeny boppers. Oh, these God. are your fans. When he brought that swimsuit out and him and Rick Morton got into it, he goes, hey, Ricky, I got a little swimsuit for your fans because you like them little little teeny boppers, and I like women, and he slaps the shit out of him, remember? That was fucking great. I've been watching a lot of Midwest, uh, Mid-Atlantic, and it was pretty funny watching, uh, at first, Rick Flair be a good guy and then turn into a bad guy. Ric Flair's fucking awesome, dude. I started watching um, MLW, the weekly TV show. Yeah. I think I'm like an episode behind right now, but it's not bad. It's about like an hour and 20 minutes. They got this, uh, his name's Alex Hammerstone, is our MLW world champion. He's fucking good. He looks like a bleach blonde Thor. 
And then Davy Richards was uh, there for a little bit. He just had a match with uh, Hammerstone for the fucking for their belt. It was pretty awesome. And one of the fucking coolest stars they have, I I know he's in the Samoan Dynasty somehow. I just don't know who his dad is. But Jacob Fatu, you're fat too. Well, dude, and he's a bit. He's like muscly and burly. But for a big dude, that motherfucker can do a mean moonsault. Yeah, them some some of them Samoans are fucking talented and stat and huge. Very big. And fuck, every time you turn around, you hear about another one of Rikishi's kids you didn't even know he had that's wrestling. Yeah. Doesn't he have like three or four outside of WWE? I think so. Because I know Jimmy and Jay are his, and then isn't that solo Sequoia guy his son I as well? I think so. Who's also in WWE. Yeah. They're about to, I mean, they got a lot. Samoan Dynasty's going strong. I guess also The Rock's daughter. Oh yeah, she's uh, like nineteen. She's still yeah, training. she's doing the, uh, she's training and uh, working her way up, getting to be a wrestler. That is some big ass shoes to fill, though. Yeah, we'll see. Now I hope she don't come out with the rocks gimmick, gimmick like Charlotte came out with her dad's. If they try to make her, even if she's like insanely charismatic and good, if they try to fucking just the Rock's daughter, she's gonna be the next Rock. Yeah, she's not I don't, gonna make it. She better not. I hope her, she don't use what her dad did, because there's only one person who could talk like that to Rock. I know, dude. I like watching uh, when he was uh, when he came back uh, the Hollywood shit, and he ended up turning heel after WrestleMania against Hogan. Yeah, starts ripping on the fans because they turned on him and shit, dude. I yeah, fucking love it. Stronger than a bear, faster than a buck, the biggest thing to hit Canada because the maple leaves suck. <laughs> and a man, The Rock, he's awesome, not just as a wrestler, but as a, as a person, man. He remembers who helped him out along the way. Like that one guy, he lived with him when it first started wrestling and all that. He bought that motherfucker a decked out truck with all those whistles and everything. And then... The guy that used to help him uh, with his promos and write a lot of his stuff. He fucking hired him. He works for him over his production company. Hell yeah. I mean, Dude, he is going to be... Sw- he's already pretty loaded. But he's probably going to be the first wrestler to become a billionaire. Like, wrestler-wrestler, because obviously Vince is a billionaire. Yeah. Well, heck, like- not only is he a, the, the actor, he does the acting. He's got his own production company that him and his ex-wife run. And, and then, then the clothing the ex- line he has signed yeah. an exclusive deal with UFC. Yeah. So they're, they're new clothing fucks. He bought the fucking XFL and then came out at the Super Bowl. So maybe they'll be working together. Yeah. The XFL and the NFL. I still say capacity. it's going to be hard for any other second football to last. Well, but if they work together, maybe they'll like it, do it on purpose. It's not like working together. It's, it's the people watching it. It's not going to last. People, like you said, people are people of habits. We're ready for football season in fucking August, September, October, November, December. Oh yeah, so if you put it on opposite, it'll be because you just won't be expecting football. Yeah, to be but on. you don't want to fuck up and put football on during the football season because nobody's gonna watch your brand. It's good to have it in the off season, but it might, it might be another one of them cases. People are like gonna be like, that's too much football. You think they could try to use it as like a smaller league for people who aren't in college? Because that spring they're going to come out with a new football league, the USFL. And let's say it works out some. They're going to have the XFL. People are going to be like, okay, guys, it's a lot of fucking football. Is the USFL what they renamed the XFL? Or is it a third party doing it's it a and third doing another one? one? Fuck. The, see, the USFL was an old football league that started in the 80s, and it lasted for a little bit, for about three years, you know. And then it folded and everybody went to the NFL. But I have watched team, I have watched people try to make another NFL. And I wish it would work. I'm not saying that I don't want it to. It's just never going to. Because the NFL is such a big machine. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I've always felt they needed a system. Like baseball has the uh, farmer, the go down to the minor leagues. Yeah. When somebody gets hurt. You know how many times have you watched football and they're like, "Oh, well, that guy playing was on the on the uh, uh, was at home selling insurance last week." You what know, the hell? yeah, 
because they don't have a system to be, hey, can you bring up a guard? We lost a guard today. You got any See, good and guards? See, that's what I was saying. One of those, yeah. if they were to start another football company, it could like work with them and be their minor league so when they need people. Yeah. Because there's not college, but there's not fucking as shit tons of people. But there's many, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like they say though, that would be good, but it's 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 gonna be the people who make the choice. Yeah, and I mean if fuck if nobody watches it, how are they gonna keep it going? Yeah. I guess we'll see, you know. I've I've just seen a lot of companies come in and try and it never works. Well damn, they're so freaking huge now, like Yeah. Kind of like the NBA or like you know, a lot of sports well, like God that. Well, goddamn, some of them contracts they're signing are ridiculous these days. Like Aaron Rodgers signed that one for, I think, $125 million for three or four years, some shit like that. Yeah. And then there's that Von Miller. He signed one for like $130 million. Jeez. Yeah. Fucking crazy money, dude. Especially what's nuts is when you hear about these guys going broke yeah. a little bit later. Like if you're making that much a year, how much do you think they're getting? Because they get, uh, do, do they get paid during the off season or only the po- like? They only get on paid season? when the season's uh, going. So every Friday they get a check. So you think they're getting a hundred thousand dollar checks every fucking Friday, if not more? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Crazy man. But you know, back how in would the- you even blow that much money? I don't know. <laughs> but back in the day, guys. Back in the territory days, that's why uh, you would have good NFL players. People are like, why are you going to wrestle? You could make more money. You know? Look at Buddy Landell. He was was fucking badass. Yeah, they were badass football players. They went to wrestling. Uh, Vader won a fucking Super Bowl ring, didn't he? Yeah, it was with Denver. I think he played for Denver or something, didn't he? I uh, I thought it was the Rams. Probably was the Rams. I know it was one of them, but I do know he grew up in L.A., so that would And make... then, like, Vern Gagne, way before that, back in the yeah. day, was playing for the Packers. And he said that they were paying so little he couldn't even pay his bills playing for them, so he was wrestling, too, and they told him to pick one. He was like, well, fuck you. Yeah. I got a family to feed. Yep. Yeah, you didn't make much back then. And now they make too much. Yeah. Fuck, but the wrestlers, they'll make a good chunk. Like, fucking AJ's contract was, what, three three million a year? I think so, yeah. And I mean, that's a lot of money. And that's before you get royalties and shit from your merch. Yeah. Just think if you keep, uh, do, you have that contract for four years, God, that's $12 million. You could save that up and live off the interest and fucking do nothing the rest of your life. Nothing. God damn. I just want a million. I just want to. Remember how much. Uh... They used to say Stone Cold would get in his quarterly fucking merch fucking yeah. checks he'd over get a, a million. Yeah, he'd get a million, two million sometimes. Quarterly. That means every three months. Yeah. And that's not and counting that's his contract. Of, yeah, that's on top of whatever he's actually getting paid. Yeah, and that's not counting his endorsement deals back then because he was so popular. Dude, he was probably swimming in the dough. And when he's another one that's been pretty smart with his shit. Oh, no, God, he's another one that's been very smart with his money. I want to try some of that beer he makes. Oh, I know. I hear it's pretty good. Oh, shit. I really like that Broken Skull Sessions he does. Yes. See, I want to get it, my studio kind of set up like that. Where I can have the still the mic set up and have a, you on this side and me, you know, vice versa. And sip on some beer and be like, it's for the working man. Oh, well, hell yeah. So today we're going to talk about <laughs> wrestling. I tell you Headlocks. what, I tell you what, kid. Yeah, I know it's weird. He'll, like he even says that to people his age. Yeah, like he's hey, interviewing Ron Simmons, and he's like, "Damn, kid, you was a tough <laughs> son, <of a> bitch." <laughs> yeah, I love that. Hey, kid, I for, you forget that like his voice is actually raspy because like a lot of wrestlers yell. Yeah, so they're sound a little raspy if they're all right. Well, you know, and then he gets in there and he's just, yeah, well. You know, I got I got done at the dang old ranch. I came in here, had a couple Steve Weisers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Can't remember who. Well, yeah, The Rock, when he was making fun of him that time. <laughs> I'm going to get in my pickup truck, get some Steve Weisers, listen to some Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I think that's about it, brother. You got anything else? I don't think anything else, anything else big's happening. Oh, there is something big happening, folks. <laughs> One more thing. The biggest main event in the history of WrestleMania. If you don't believe it, trust me, they'll fucking tell you. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns 3 at Mania alone. Yeah, I'm not... I don't think that's the biggest match ever. Well, and on one hand, I get why they do it so much because Roman is like the guy they're presenting as their biggest star and there's nobody else more legit and believable in the WWE left yeah. than Lesnar. I'm wondering, what are they going to do to keep building up Roman to make him look big once Roman once Brock's like, okay, I've had fun, guys. I'm not coming back anymore. Because, you know, I can't remember who it was, but someone made the comment, and it's true. They always bring back some of the older guys to get rates up. Because they can't build in the newer ones. They ruin them. I mean, they need to start. They had Drew McIntyre win the Rumble and beat Lesnar at fucking Mania for the WWE Championship. And now he's just been swinging a sword at Happy Corbin's dumbass for like four months. That's getting old. I mean, some of the shit they're doing is fucking stupid. How the fuck do you make me not want to watch Drew goddamn McIntyre? He's one of my favorites. Yeah. It just makes you mad. Makes you fucking madder than hell. Madder than a tamale gobbler. Seth Rollins is getting pretty good. I wonder what his is going to go on with him after Mania. You, oh, you want to talk about Cody? You want to save that for another time? Oh, we can go ahead and do Cody, yeah. So it is confirmed that Mr. Cody Rhodes has signed with WWE. He just has not made an appearance. And it's looking like they're going to build it up to a last-minute match between him and uh, Rollins at Mania. You know, because Rollins keeps trying yeah. to get his match, uh, get a match. And it won't work out, and he's flipping out and flipping out. I, I hope they don't have him come out on the show itself, but it would be cool in like the last Raw or SmackDown before Mania. You know, I am not leaving this ring until I get a match. And then it comes Cody, beats his ass. And watch out, there's some clickbait shit out there. I fell for it the other day, and I was pissed. It said uh, NXT debut of Cody Rhodes, and I'm like, Nuh-uh, I would have heard about it. There's oh, no they, way. They changed, it, it, in the article, they changed his name. It was like Dream Roads or something. Yeah, and Brandy had a fucking name. But it was fake. I was like, there's K-Fabe no way. k News on Facebook. They're like blatantly not real. It's funny. But every once in a while, they can get you. Because I saw it too, and for a few seconds, I was getting, I started freaking. I was like, oh, what the fuck? No, no. Oh, thank God. Because, <laughs> you know... Dude, I've been watching Cody for years. He is one of my favorites. He's one of the fucking best. And at first, when he became Stardust, I was like, okay, this could be kind of cool. And then he just kept being goofier and goofier shit. And you could tell he didn't want to be doing it. How do you get a guy like Cody Rhodes on your books? And then... But what? I didn't think that he was ever going to go back. I thought when he left AEW, I guess they pissed him off pretty good to make him want to go back to the WWE because I thought he was going to go to Hollywood. Well, he also raised his stock a lot while in AEW. So he's kind of the size of a star now that WWE is kind of would be dumb to not try to get him. But I wonder if the WWE fans are going to cheer him or boo him. Hmm. Maybe they're going to cheer him because, I mean, like Cornette usually says... How can I miss you if you won't go away? Well, I mean, he went away. Well, and maybe that's why the AEW fans kept fucking getting pissed off because he wouldn't go away. You know? Think about it, though. You had Cody shoved down your throat during the show, him and his wife. Then you had him shoved down your throat after the show because of the reality show. And then you had Cody again if you watched that game show he was on. So people probably got tired of seeing him. I think some people just want to see him as a bad guy because they remember what I do and that he's fucking awesome as a yeah. bad guy. It'd be kind of cool to see him revisit his feud with Randy Orton they had in like 2012. Yeah. That one was awesome because, I mean, there really wasn't blood at the time. But uh, Orton's gimmick thing, you know, at the time was that he was just getting more and more mentally unstable and people would piss him off. Cody came back with that damn mask, the plastic one. Yeah. And kept trying to come at Randy Orton because he didn't want to join fucking Legacy. I remember one night, Cody, I think, hit him with the mask or something, but made him mad. And Orton fucking RKO's him on the table. Grabs the ring bell and the hammer and just starts freaking out. Ching, 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 ching. Beats the shit out of him and he's just bleeding like a stuck pig from the ring bell. RKO's him on the table and then you see him the next night on Raw and he's got fucking like a zipper on his head from all the staples. Jeez. They had some good matches. 
God damn. But yeah, that could be one reason that, you know, even if he doesn't want to go there, that they're like, dude, what what's it going to take? Yeah. If you look at Cody from when he first left WWE to now, he's a lot bigger star. He was a making like bigger. 300 grand a year. And then what was he making like a couple, like a two, three million a year in AEW? Well, he said he made more money when he left the, the left WWE. He made more money wrestling and doing his side stuff than what he ever did because he was one of the first guys to go you know what i'm gonna make money in wrestling it and i don't need wwe yeah the scary thing is that a lot of people are saying that now and see that's what wrestling companies don't want you to do to save your money up you know and be like i'm not i wasn't dumb well that and there's so much other shit to do like as long as you don't blow your money and you're ste- like bust your ass at your work there are so many wrestlers like in AEW and other companies now that are just like, I mean, I could go to WWE, but why would I want my yeah. creative? And see, I love that in. now because that's what I hated when the WCW finally folded. It was like WWE or starve. Yeah, and that, there was nothing because I grew up with people coming in and out of WCCW, WCW, you know. And then every now and then, when I then when I started watching the the WWE product, the WWF back then started getting on uh, cable. Then I got to see the North stuff. Then I got to go, oh, shit, I seen Rick Rude down here in Texas last week. He's in New York. Oh, my God. Like when I seen Percy Pringle come out. Because at first, before he talked, when I first seen the, uh, God dang it, can't remember the name of Paul Bear. Paul Bear. I was like, that guy seems familiar. And then when he talked and was going, oh, I was like, Oh, my fucking God. That's Percy Pringle. Yeah, I know. That was kind of crazy to watch some of him. We were watching an old WCCW show a few months ago, and he was uh, managing Rick Rude, and they're cutting a promo on Carrie. Yeah. He's like, we ain't scared. We'll defend that title. We ain't afraid of no horse face, Vaughn, Eric. <laughs> my dad thought that was so funny because he called uh, him horse face, and my sister thought Carrie Von Eric was just, oh, my God, the goddess of all. And my dad would... Laughed so much and would call him Horse Face. That was funny though. We ain't scared of you, Horse Face. It is cool getting to see <coughs> guys come up on the because like I've seen uh like Adam Cole. I saw him in Ring of Honor. Then he goes to yeah. WWE now AEW. Fucking Killer Cross. I saw him carrying Cross. Yeah. This little bitty promotion out in California that used to air on TV in like 2013 to 15 called Paragon Pro Wrestling. I saw him on that when he was first starting to get attention. He didn't even have hardly any tattoos. And then now he's gone from Impact to WWE. I think, did he just debut in New Japan? I think so. I know he went somewhere that wasn't AEW. But that's what I mean. Even if like you want to go to AEW, you can honestly not and not like be crazy yeah. like missing out. You yeah, know what I mean? Like you can make money. Yeah, there's so much out there now. It's awesome. I'm glad they got more than one way to make money or more than one company to make money with. Yep. Just like we have more than one of y'all to give us money, money, yeah. money, money. Well, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up for now. That's a look. Man, it didn't seem like I've been here for almost an hour. I thought maybe we did 40 minutes. And that yeah. felt like a stretch. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. See, well, when folks, we start talking behind. about wrestling, you can't stop us. You can't stop it. It's become self-sufficient. <laughs> well, anyways, folks, that was a great time chatting with you. We hope you enjoy listening and have a good afternoon. Fuck this off. has been Wrestling in the Booth there, you dick faces. We hope you have fun, and we'll see you later. Bye. And fuck off. <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a long one because uh, me and Jared could sit there and talk all day about wrestling. So we always cut a pretty good long episode talking about some of the topic stuff, our opinions and shit like that. But we started a YouTube channel, so I'm going to get it going and keep it for the family to go see. You know, they can hear him and still see him. But just want to say thank you guys for bearing with me and uh, hanging in there. Next Friday would be uh, the regular show and be back to normal. So... Just thank you guys for your patience and uh, thank you for, uh, just thank you, man, for everything. You guys are awesome. I got some of the best fans in the world, so you guys are always good to me. Just want to give a shout out to everybody and to my friends in Canada and a shout out to Kim and 
Shout out to uh, Germany, getting popular in Germany. I noticed Brazil. Uh, we, of course, getting uh, pretty good numbers in America. But I noticed the other day, let's see, New Zealand, Spain, uh, Australia, and I, and uh, the UK too, I believe. So, yeah, we're getting some uh, crazy plays, man. But I love it, dude. You guys are doing good. But man, let's dig real deep and do Uncle Boo a favor and get some more followers and get some more downloads going for me, guys. Because I'd love to just podcast for a living and do this for you guys all the time and never have to work a day of my life. It'd be fun. But hey, man, sorry I'm not in a talkative mood and want to bitch and complain like I normally do about stuff, but I'm just not, not in it. But... You guys, uh, like I said, I love you guys. You were good to me. I got the best fans in the world. But Jared was a good kid, man. He was a kid. Good kid. So, uh, I just, I don't know. But next week, it'll be normal. Everything will be back. And I'll be in a better mood and better spirits because the show must go on. And Jared would want that. He wouldn't want me being a little puss and uh, pouting around. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you're a puss because you pout around. It's just talk me and him had together. But, yeah, he, he'd want me to continue and not being, you know, depressed and crying all the time. And he'd want me to continue, especially podcasting because he knew how much I love doing it. So just want to say thank you guys once again. I love you. Keep the numbers getting up like you are. You're doing great. And I will see you Friday with a... Uh, with a uh, another show, man. But I hope you enjoyed this one. Everything will be right next week. So until then, baby, this has been Uncle Boo. And uh, we is out of here. Check you later, man. Thank you and bye, guys. You always good to me. See you later, though, man. Bye.